It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World Extreme as we look at hardcore TV from episode one all the way to every pay-per-view and special in between. And of course, ECW on TNN. And today is the last ECW on TNN. Of course, Paul and joined as always by Jay. How are you doing, Jay? It is the end of an era. I, well, you know, if 18 months can be considered an era. Um, kind of 18 months, almost 18 months. Um, yeah, we are, we are through the ECW on TNN stage phase. It's weird, obviously, like, you know, you have milestones and we take it in orders. And it's, um, I don't know, I just, I, I guess we'll get into it, but I just expected more of a thing. I, I, I think that's a, and we will get into it, I think that's a fair statement for pretty much all of ECW on TNN. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I mean, we, we've looked at some of the numbers, we've looked at some of the ratings, we can touch on it briefly. And um, just to see, you know, where they peaked and, and stuff like that. But um, I think, obviously, when we finish Hardcore TV, we'll probably look back at ECW as a whole and cover everything in a special with a bit more sort of detail as such. So we'll get to all that in the future. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on, on TNN, I think, because it's been a been quite a little staple. Um, but this week well, we are... Considering we weren't even going to cover it. The fact that we've now watched 70 episodes feels... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's mental. It really is. It just... It's kind of weird because you're kind of getting like, not sad, but sort of sort of upset-ish about a show coming to an end, even though it ended like 20 years ago. I know. It like, literally makes zero sense, but here we are. Um, so we're covering episode 59 of ECW Italian, October 6th, 2000. And also because we had a little festive break, we thought we'd come back and do episode 389. No, 300. Is it 90? No, 89. 89, 90, and 91. Yeah, there we, yeah, that's the ones. Yeah. So basically the three episodes. So the hardcore TV following the last and then the next couple of weeks afterwards. So covering a lot. And covering nothing all at the same time. Um, we will kick it off with ECW on TNN, episode 59, October the 6th, 2000. So the Friday show kicks off, showing the end of Anarchy Rules. We get the return of New Jack and Lynn finally winning the big one. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we've been critical about <coughs> Fallout shows in the past. And... Um, be fair looking at the ratings we can justify that but i think this is what you you needed to do you know you've had this big shock you have the fallout show you show the title switch at the beginning of the show so people that didn't see it or people heard about it you're giving them what they want and i i think it's the right thing to do so it makes sense to have this open the show really yes um obviously everyone loves new jack um, we then get, d- 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 is it the Easy Cash Joe Cyrus segment, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's rehashing the, the, the pay-per-view segment, obviously, where like Joe wanted to fight Cyrus, but you know, Easy had to, I mean, Cash had to beat Easy first. Obviously we talked about it in great detail in the, the pay-per-view 
uh, episode that you can find our archives for free. So we get that. Uh, we get a rundown of all the promos that we're going to get in a weird kind of thing. We see Rhino beating RVD. And um, yeah, one of those trivia <laughs> questions that obviously never comes up. What was the last ever ECW match on ECW on CNN? Of course, it had to be Nova versus old Belvis. Yeah, which obviously was the dark match from the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if you didn't know that from having Wikipedia tell you or, or reading the dirt sheets or anything at the time, um, it, it's, it's in the ring. So you can, you can see it has added yeah. rules on the ring. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because I guess it sort of is what it is, but it just makes you realise just how much, like what, what even like was this show? I mean, it's obviously just like a thrown around, yeah, kind of jobby. But yeah, so that's that's technically the last match. Uh, the match itself, it's kind of cool. I mean, the match was fine. The highlight to me was Nova wearing flash gear. To be honest with you, I mean, this was. Such and we've touched on it, but this was such a big deal at the time because now, yeah, um, superheroes are are everywhere, and you know the, the the idea of being into comics isn't anything. anything As I say, with the know, exception of Rey Mysterio, who obviously did the um, the, the Phantom at, um, Halloween Havoc Eddie Guerrero match, that the famous, yep, match. You know, superhero-inspired gear wasn't that. No, regular. I mean, you 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 had Raven wearing Punisher and Strange. Yeah, yeah. Some of the Marvel Knights T-shirts, some of the Sandman T-shirts. Um, but again, a lot of that was potentially, you know, free T-shirts. He was given more than more than you know him making a statement on it um, to go out and to actually. Um, you know, get kit made to look like a superhero was pretty unheard of. So, you know, he was he was ahead quite drastically. Oh, massively. When, when you think, oh, I can't remember what pay-per-view is, but Rey Mysterio went on to do his version of um, yes. one of the pay-per-views, I, I say SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I guess it's got to be one of those mm. two. And then, yeah, it got turned into like multiple figures with Jack doing it. I think Mattel have done it as well. So, um, yeah, different world, but um, toyetic, to turn a phrase. So, yeah, no, uh, thing. But the match itself was good. I mean, Nova um, obviously won. It made sense that Nova won. No sort of issue. So, fair enough. That was that. That was it. Then you had the cash thing. Before it was, they just said it was coming up later on. But this is when we had the easy money cash Cyrus thing from the pay-per-view. Not that it makes any difference. But it was after. Um, Rhino promo. Basically, just going into detail, saying that he's the man that you can't beat RVD and stuff like that. This promo was like, all right. I think the last episode... Obviously, we'll get to in about a couple of episodes' time. I thought it was a fantastic promo. This mm. one was this one was pretty good. It was just sort of standard kind of rhino, like you know, fuck you, RVD, you can't beat me. So, 
That's fine. We then got FBI promo. Um, uh, Tomin Marmaluke basically saying, Mikey and Tajiri, the best team in the world. And sort of Big Sal goes apart from one team, the FBI. And Guido's like, he said he doesn't get to talk. And it was just sort of just sort of a standard kind of thing. Sinister Minister said the world is full of liars and the FBI are the biggest liars. And the FBI chapter of champions is coming to a close. Uh, I was trying to... Was this the one where the citizen gets the word feet? He keeps saying over and over again. I think it was this one. He says, you know, but what I can't stand is beep. And you are some of the biggest beeps. Um, and I, I, I thought... I, I, I thought it was... Um, interesting that they're getting heavily edited on their last show, bearing in mind that's been one of their complaints all the way through. I think it was arsehole, is the word he was saying. I was worried yeah, no, it, it was some sort of slur, but I think it was just arsehole. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just um, but like I said, you can just tell the end was but then I guess, WWE, I guess it's still sort of, I guess it's still attitude wouldn't it? So, I might, um, yeah, next week we might go get an idea of Raw and TNN and see what kind of product and who was on it and stuff like that. Might be worth, as in results-wise, not watch the show. But, yeah, Maybe, um, might go back and read some of that, get an idea. Um, New Jack Promo. Many of the um, alumni. Well, that's it. Obviously, I know he wouldn't be in, like, full swing, but Daddy Boy's Taz, Raven now. I mean, they're all going to be over there in a weird way, isn't it? So yeah. most of the ones from the very first like episodes are now pretty much all on Raw. So they're still sort of going back to get what they originally wanted, which is bonkers. Um, New Jack promo. This was a good promo. He's basically just losing his mind, going off like shit, sort of slating like Justin, Rhino, Francine, Baldies, just sort of like a sort of crazy New Jack happy to be back kind of promo but it works yeah I mean you, you you don't need a coherent promo from New Jack that's not who he is and that's not what it is so him just kind of you know ranting just about going off everyone just going off with a sickle sure <laughs> so he's done with a stapler and he's upgraded it to a sickle which I thought was um, which is great especially as he comes back and uses a stapler and like um Carino, again, solid promo, basically just said um, it's kind of all about him and he's focused on the title. Dawn Marie said it's all about her. Uh, Jerry Lynn. Love Jerry Lynn. Struggling with Jerry Lynn. Right. Um, so yes. basically, this is, this is the... He waited his whole life for this moment. He's not going to blow it. Um, he's interrupted by just incredible... He talks about respect, talks about respecting him. He said, but then sort of like goes to beat him up and the champs left laying straight away. Yeah, I mean, so this is this is a bit of a convoluted promo because, yeah. it's, you know, I've respected nothing in, and I respect no one, but I do respect that belt. And I respect you, Jerry Lynn. And I respect <laughs> you, but I respect that belt and I want that belt because I respect it. 
just, and then he keeps going on about how he doesn't respect anything, but he's you know, but with respect, I respect you, Jack. No, just just pick one. You can, you can, you can use another word than respect when describing the belt, and you can do it without you know respecting everyone after just telling everyone that you've respected no one. Um, and then yeah, Francine with the cheap shot, the low blow, and Justin Crable finishes up almost as if they're not finished. And it's kind of nice. I kind of that was the end of TNN. I just. It's good to end it on a good old-fashioned respect angle. So, and we will get into it more when we kind of get to the end of the entire show, but um, of, of our entire run, all the way from episode one to 401, and with all the pay-per-view specials and East every team in between. But um, brief reflection on the ECW on TNN run. Um... <sighs> I don't want to say forgettable because they had some big moments, but um, I think they lacked continuity and um, they, they struggled with it all. They, 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 yeah, they, 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 I, I feel like they should have been using hardcore TV to sort of push some of the younger guys and had TNN to keep the old faithful going, like having your Sandman wrestle every week, having your Sandman bad people in three minutes, Tommy Dreamers, and, and they didn't. They, they kind of, they were trying to progress the product too much and get this new younger talent going, but it's not what would bring people to ECW for all these years, and you could finally watch ECW. You, you didn't want to see six weeks of Raven only appearing for 10 seconds or... Raven not cutting promos like you. You want Raven, you know. You want like the the cult esque sort of yeah. Raven. That like, wow. you didn't get any of that. Everything was very much just like Raven for weeks. Turned up in the last ten seconds, hit an even flow, and the one which was cool, but it wasn't if you're a brand new audience because these are people that you wanted to see. Obviously, they're unfortunate with Taz Dudley's and people leaving. But, you know, you told me dreamers, you know, people that should be there every week. But they had a spell. And I said, we'll touch on it like, briefly because we might as well now. Uh, we looked at the ratings and you could see that the spike back when they had um, Awesome and Raven teaming up, Tanaka and Ta- uh, Dreamer, Impact players, all sort of flippy flopping the tag team title run. Yeah, that was like the hottest period. You know, and it was when you had all the big hitters on TV constantly. And it's like, I know you want to bring through young talents. And don't be wrong, like, obviously, you know, people know I'm a Carino, Mark, and all this sort of stuff. But it's still, you know, they just, I yeah, just feel so, like they, they, they should have gone with the, the, the big lot to start off with. I mean, for me, the interesting thing is that we, we were not intending to cover ECW on TNN. We were going to yeah. do Hardcore TV and our Hardcore TV end. Um, thinking that 401 shows of that plus pay-per-views and specials uh, yeah. was probably enough. Um, and we found ourselves very quickly having to and wanting to um, for fear of missing something. You know, the, the Raven return, for instance, wasn't referenced on hardcore TV 
for a good couple of weeks. You know, um, same with Dusty Rhodes and a few others. You know, yeah. hardcore TV, uh, ECW on TNN was was kind <coughs> of you know the must see piece of it. Um, but that feels like it fell off fairly quickly. Um, and you know what you've talked about there about kind of the consistency between shows between hardcore TV and ECW on TNN, I think is right. But it's almost like even even more than that, it's just some sort of coherence. It feels like they are not happening. There's there's no continuity between the two. They're, they're not happening. They are two separate shows that they own that kind of face off in different directions. There was nothing about, you know, trying to build and it might have been because of um uh the the, the smaller market for for hardcore tv and therefore they didn't want to kind of try and push people towards hardcore tv when people couldn't see it but there was nothing that kind of led you from one show to another to the point where actually they felt like they were trying to get you to stop watching the other show uh especially hardcore tv because They'd show you the endings of the match. Yeah, the full match, pretty much the best bits of the matches. But again, even like on other talent, like they had Dusty Rhodes for such a long period of time, longer than I really thought they had him. Yeah. And, you know, name, apart from Carino, that addressed him in that one promo, I can't tell you one sort of or anything. They ran out when someone got beaten up. Um, that's the thing, but why? I've got to assume it's by Rhino because Rhino could beat everyone up. That's the thing, like, no, just no. That Dusty could have been there just cutting promos out of the back, staying relevant and yeah. doing anything. Have Dusty have an interaction with Dreamer or Sandman? And I don't know, it just, there was so much there, I thought, for the taking. It just didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it's a very interesting thing. And then, you know, the. Hindsight being 2020, trying to pass the network off as the, the, the biggest heel group was always going to be a strange play. Um, but yeah, they just don't seem to know what they, you know, they've invested such into this huge heel group that how do you keep it going when the network's no longer the network? Yeah. And even down to recently where they knew they were in trouble and they knew that, you know, WWE were going in and all the rest of it, they still were connecting people to the network. So, you know, Louis dangerously became the music editor for the network and music producer for the network and whatever else. So instead of kind of breaking it there and doing something different, they've, they've kind of doubled down, doubled down on it. And it just feels a little bit... Yeah. Massively. No, it's just, uh, like I said, obviously, we'll, we'll go into the whole thing with ECW eventually. But yeah, I just, they just massively lost their way. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's strange, but it's a shame because it is needed. Um, Hardcore TV, episode 389, October the 7th, 2000. It's now interesting to see the direction they give with this because obviously this was very much viewed as the B show. Hardly any main angles or anything played. This is now the only show they have. So um, they're going to have to up the quality and the angles of this show. Otherwise, they've got nothing really going into pay-per-views. 
So yes. they're in a massive situation now. Um, the show kicks off with Lynn winning the title of the pay-per-view. Again, makes sense. We get the promo that we just saw on TNN. We are attacked by Just Incredible. That's fine. We get the video of the oh, history of... Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. We then get the video of the ECW world title history. Obviously, starting with the franchise, throwing the title down, all the way doing. I kind of like this on a personal sort of thing, and you probably felt the same, because this is the journey we've been on in like the last sort of couple of years. So yeah. it felt a lot more um, nostalgic for me than it might have done when I would have watched um, yeah, ECW at the time. I mean, what I was reflecting on while watching it is... Um, there's only a couple of champs left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was. Um, it, it yeah, it did take on a different level of poignancy than it has previously. We've seen the, the pack massively. Uh, we get an advert for the ECW VHS. Again, makes sense. About time they're sort of starting to get things like this out. Uh, Swinger and Diamond versus York and Matthews. Decent enough match. I think the win made sense. I think Swinger and Diamond made sense to the team, sort of. You want to be pushing towards the top. Um, FBI is not necessarily the team you want to face because obviously they're a bit more of a heel versus heel, which don't really sort of go. But um, yeah, fair enough. Decent enough match. Good win for Swinger and Diamond. They're, they're, I feel like they're massively away from the, the joke team. I think the evolution and the transition is pretty much complete now. Yeah, which minus is, a few um, bits. Which makes what happens next quite sad in some ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, they've, they've done a really good job to try and, you know, look like a threat to the team. You know, they've used their, their problem solver. Which you know has has some similarities to the three D, um, to lay out a lot of teams. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it looks good. That works. Um, highlights of Joe Gertner Sire pay per view. I guess makes sense. It was sort of the the semi big, you know, one of the biggest angles. But then we had a weird like pre match angle. It had like. Joe asking Dream of Dorian and Roadkill for advice before the pay-per-view and bumping into Louis dangerously and then bumping into Dawn and all before his match. It's sort of like... I feel like this could have been like a go-home show segment. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's obviously not because they've, they've filmed it at the pay-per-view. Um, but yes, if you wanted to do this... Then doing it beforehand, I think, would have been, um, would have made more sense, especially considering this is what gives the background to Louis Dangerously um, attacking him, uh, smashing the phone over him, and wiping him out from the paper. Um, Massively. You know, surely that that resonates more if you've seen this and you know why he's screaming at him that he's not joking, blah blah blah. That's the thing. Like, it didn't make sense at the time. And again, I felt like I know ECW, um, I know Dreamer was very much just like, have you watched all the matches for years of the people that paved the way for you and all this? And it felt very much just like, oh, when really, it, Tommy Dreamer really could have just done a whole, you're fighting for ECW here. Yeah. You know, I know you're not a wrestler, 
fighting for ECW. We're all backing you. We need you to destroy this network. But it wasn't. No, they didn't care. They didn't care at all. And like you think, literally he, didn't care. He, he, in essence, he's going to war for the company. Yeah, he's not a wrestler, but he's going to try and fight this network that's been holding him back and holding him down for so long. And he's the only one that's going to try and step up and be the savior and batter this evil sort of guy who's done this to him. And there's just nothing. Yeah. So it just felt a bit. Uh, um, RBD and Cash versus the Baldies, given loads and loads of time. Um, good match. I uh, just wish I'd do more with RBD and Cash as a tag team, really. But they are, they aren't. A little blurred line with them. Yeah, I mean, it's this weird kind of, um, you know, strange respect angle thing that they're doing here as well with it, which um, which is, again, quite quite interesting, quite confusing. It's a throwback in some ways to the RVD and Sabu stuff. Yeah, um, I was going to say yeah. that, but I just don't think um, it works. And then, yeah, the really weird bit as the show was in, then like a five-second clip that said RVD still hasn't beaten Rhino. Yes. And you're like, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, so that's how the show ended. Um, Hardcore TV, episode 390, October the 14th, 2000. Now, this is the first non-TNN week. Yes. So, obviously, this is the... How are they going to approach it? And I think they've, they've... Hardcore TV has sort of moved up a gear and it is very much a, a TNN-esque show now, I'd say. Yes. You know, it kicks off with obviously Joe and Joe in the ring. Uh, Jerry comes out before he can say anything. Just incredible comes out. So again, straight away, he's being like big times again, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just incredible has a dig at Francine. Francine says he isn't pressed. And basically in that shell says no belt, no her. Uh, tells Geraldine he hates his guts. Lynn says any time he wants a shot, which brings out Carino. Lynn says to Carino, uh, and Credible can get it right now. They start brawling. Rhino comes out, scores Lynn. No, that was it. He, he basically said Carino and Credible can fight right now, and he tried to walk off, didn't he? Yes. Which then led to Rhino coming out, goring Lynn. And then they all just sort of batted around and it ended up with Carino being down and Credible absolutely battering the crap out of Carino with the cane. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, two of my pet peeves here um, are that... Uh, three of my pet peeves. Right, so... Um, We'll start with kind of the lesser of them, which is um, I adore Francine. Um, you know, uh, our sassy princess is, is, you know, the queen of extreme. You know, I, I absolutely adore Francine. I don't think Francine also needs to be added motivation for him to get the belt. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I think being the champion would probably be enough kind of thing, you know. You're a loser because you don't have it. You can't have me because you don't have the belt. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not sleeping with you because you're, you're not champion. 
Um, I don't think it was necessary um, no. in the same sort of way. Um, but that's one. Um, I almost thought it was going to go down the route where Lynn was going to be like, well, I'm the champion now. And it was going to be yeah. a whole like Sonny Godwin's type thing. Yeah, and, and this thing, it's just a little bit she too... Or she was going to try to push herself on Lynn. The gold kind of thing and work his way over here and he was going to then baby face and push her away or something. No. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, uh, that was that was no, by the way, not just me heavy breathing at the thought of Francine. Um <laughs> Uh, it was it was my gold dust style. No, um, I thought you were doing um, the Jerry Lynn like uh, free, free way because I've got the belt. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> please, can I, I have some jam? Yeah, I no, thought that's where we were going with it all. Um, so my second. You know, pet peeve here is the whole, you know, he's the number one contender. He won the number one contender match, but everyone else was also the number one contender and he has to defend the number one contender match, even more so than the guy has to defend the championship. But I'm sure that, you know, Carino will get his his shot without any kind of shenanigans or or people just kind of introducing themselves into the match for an apparent reason. I'm sure it will work out fine and be nice and neat. Um, And then third... You know, baby face champion, so he's laid out again. Again, yeah, again, 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 by someone that wasn't even involved, he was laid off by Rhino, so it wasn't even because Rhino has to be involved. This is even further back on the show yeah. intro. They announced basically November to remember decent York and Matthews in the ring. Simon comes out and basically says, Simon has a problem this time, actually, he does legit have a problem. Um. Swinger's got a broken orbital bone, so he brings out another blue chipper, Chetty, to be his partner. They struggle to get along throughout the match, um, kind of leading to a York and Matthews win. After the match, Nova comes out and brawls with Chetty until they are split up. So Swinger's got a broken orbital bone and is going to be out for about three months. Um, we know that we are currently... Um, well, we've got 10 episodes left 11 episodes yeah. left at the end of so actually you know about 12 weeks ish so i was wondering whether this means that we've seen the last of johnny swinger um but it turns out he's on the face so no, yeah um yeah. when he was doing the whole kind of you know partner and you know all american blue chipper you know poster child poster boy looks and blah blah, blah. i really thought it was going to be scotty riggs yeah, well, it made a lot of sense, and he would have fit into that um, trio yeah. as well. So it would have um, would have worked. But it was Chetty, um, and it was Chetty partially so that they could push about House of Hardcore and about being trained by Taz and stuff. Which I think there's about three different mentions about the House of Hardcore and Taz and Terry Sutton training people. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Nova and that are very heavy on it in all their promos this week. Hmm. 
which coincidentally. Um, Dorian and Rhodes kill. Talk about time and time again. Yeah, see, they get all the references in, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Moody's about, about to, to change for us. For us, it's about to Bad get better. You. US is about to get worse. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. Next up, FBI defending the titles against Dorian and Roadkill. FBI retain. For the third week in a row, um, the Dorian and Roadkill lose to the FBI because of Big Sal. So again, you know, you've made them number one contenders and just continued to slaughter them. This is the thing. I mean, like them, don't like them. I mean, they are a hot team. You know, don't get me wrong. I think Whip Reckon to Jerry are more likable than a hotter team. But it's just, it's just weird. I just think at the moment, if I was ECW. I'd almost be giving people the champions that the fans like want. As much as wrestling, you can't always do that. To me, I'd have, you know, I, I would have RVD straight in that title picture of Jerry Lynn. I'd have RVD winning the belts. I would do everything to get eyes on products. I'd be putting mar- marquee people with the belts and try yeah. to do whatever, then level out afterwards. I'd have, you know, the most the most popular team I've got or well-known given the belts RVD's your biggest star given the belts have like Rhino and Credible win the tag team belts I mean you've got to do something to raise the profile of the product and I just I'm looking at thinking Lynn if you're like sort of a, a big sort of fan is the ideal guy he deserves it but is he the guy that's going to bring more eyes on the product? I don't mean that even, horribly to him. But even if you had RVD, so I mean, RVD is your big star by a month. Yeah. But why he's in your TV title match, I don't know. Even if Jerry Lynn is the champ, remains the champ, defends and. Especially takes, before RVD in a whole kind of, you know, I've beaten you many, many times before. You know, I've decided now that I want that belt, and you're not going to be able to stop me because, you know, I've decided. The thing is, especially when before Ivy broke his leg, he was, it looked like he was gearing to beat Mike Awesome. Yeah. The, the transition was happening. So, why now have you pushed him back to almost like he did amazing things with, um, the TV title, but you know, yeah. But I mean, he did amazing things with TV title. Probably didn't need it as long as he did. Yeah. So uh, we get that, and uh, FBI retain. Uh, we then get to New Jack against Justin Credible. Uh, Justin Credible comes out wearing a Shawn Michaels. Texas Academy kind of training t-shirt which I thought was pretty good white t-shirt as well yeah it was it was decent enough um, this is just a wild brawl really three graduates from that are they out there is it Brian Danielson Kendrick and Lance Cade Lance Cade yeah yeah they mention it in every primer yeah 
I'm just a sexy boy, and that's good for you and bad for me. And you're not going to be a sexy boy when I'm done with you tonight. You're going to lose your smile. Uh, and so, um, it's good enough, man. Uh, just Incredibles busted open here, and New Jack kind of just beats the, um, the crap out of him, which is fair enough. It looks like Just Incredibles got it. Um, one with an awful sort of um, that's incredible attempt, but Spike sort of comes out and assists and um, does that. But again, it, it spikes the commissioner. We get him on TV being the commissioner. Let's make it a, a show going on here. Have backstage segments do anything. I, I feel like there's such massive chunks that they just expect you to know. Yes. Um, yeah, why is Spike not clashing with the network in a whole power thing or whatever it was? I mean, there's just so massive bits that just, oh, you fill in the blanks. And DCW was never like that. No. You know? Uh, you, I mean, you, it is, I mean, you know, there's, in theory, there's a power vacuum. The network don't have power now because the network isn't the network anymore. Um, so you could have this whole thing about him wrestling back power, trying to bring back control into the dressing room try to, to balance out the inequality that's been there for however long. Um, or he could run out in a blazer and do spots. But there also could have been a segment with um, Cyrus on the phone to, uh, I'm not sure if they're on Sunshine Network still, but whoever it is, on a mock conversation on the phone to whatever the network goes, oh yeah, I'm Cyrus, yeah, I work for TNN, yeah. Yeah, if, if you look after me, I might be able to bring um, massive shows like Roller Derby over here and I can get you some big hitters on this network if you look after me. I mean, there, there could have been some sort of, oh, he's still trying to get in there with the network. Yeah. But it's just, um, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, so it ends up with New Jack beating Just Incredible, which I was shocked by. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing weird things with Just Incredible, aren't they? He's on a bit of a losing streak, suddenly. <sighs> yeah. But again, I honestly feel like they're very, they're constantly scared of people leaving. It feels like loyals get the belts. People he can trust aren't going to run away. Joe Lynn wasn't going to run away anywhere. Yeah. He feels like a very loyal to the core and just incredible potentially might go to the Fed, you know, like Lance Storm went to WCW. I mean, I could be wrong. But... I mean, in, to a degree, it's people who have been shunned or hurt by the big two, you know, so Jerry Lynn chipping his shoulder after being Mr. JL, after being the guy who is there to make everyone else look good. Just incredible chipping his shoulder after being Aldo Montoya, after being the only member of the clique who didn't get a push. You know, it, it, it feels like it's kind of, you know, I, I'm not expecting you to go because I know you're, you know that you've got a better thing going here than you would have there, so I'm, I'm trusting you. Whereas others, less so. Maybe yeah. except for the Rhino. Yeah, see, right back in, the Rhino could have just been shoved. He could have beaten then. But anyway, uh, so it happens, ECW plugs the, um, the website and next week's matches. A bloody Carino promo, uh, basically asking, the Dawn asking if he likes the outfits. And he said he's got the belt in his mind. And he brings up the fact that Jerry Lynn wrote um, Die on his chest with blood and hasn't forgotten it. He's going to get revenge by taking his belt, which is what I mean. 
about the remember that the details. Yeah. Yes. Entire thing ago about a famous bit where he took Carino's own blood, wrote "die" on his chest, and they're bringing it up for, you know, in essence, a TV match. Yeah, I mean, so they would follow details. It's so weird when other things they just kind of like to have Spike run in and out. It means nothing. Yeah, I mean, but it, this thing, it's 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 good kind of re- recap and retelling of you know why these two hate each other so much. Um, I do think they go a little far in regards to, you know, it doesn't need to be in every conversation. Um, yeah. As we'll get to in the next episode. Um, Dawn Marie. Dawn Marie was brought in to be the foil to Francine. Just, you know, it was Steve Crino's big plan of how do you negate Francine? Who's a difference made for Just Incredible? You bring in Dawn Marie. Now that Just Incredible isn't the champion, Dawn Marie feels even more superfluous. Yeah. That was it. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Again, it's like, like we said, she just just should have been with um, York and Matthews. Or Diamond and Swinger. Or... It, it just would have been like, it just, yeah, it just would have, yeah, Diamond and Swinger would have been perfect. I think we said I mean, that before, but... you said that before, but it just would have worked. So especially because yeah. real life relationships at the time as well. You could even have got away with um, C.W. Anderson, I think. Yeah, I just think Carino's just, you're just trying to keep her as a face, because, but just let it be. It doesn't matter. Her and Francine don't need to get along. They just haven't got a fight every week. Um, that's the end of That Takes to Hardcore TV, episode 391, October 21st, 2000. Um, kicks off with basically Rhino running to the wing, ring, has a very quick match with um, the Progeny, old Tom Marquez. He... Did you know the Progeny was a graduate from the House of Hardcore? Uh... <laughs> Trained by Taz and Perry Sutton. Um, he gets in quite a bit of offence, does a weird sort of kick thing, and ends up just getting absolutely destroyed with Gore and that and beaten par drive, ended real quick. It works. It's the kind of thing you need from Rhino. He should be in competitive matches with these things. He just should be mauling people. And, and I mean, you does. know, the, the argument we had with RBD for so long, you know, if this was, if, if Tom Marquez then goes up against RBD next week, it'll be a 30 minute match. That's the thing, it's like, match. yeah, like, had to, job is to job. like, um, not Kamala too, like Ugandan giant or whatever he's called, U- um, yes, Uganda. Uganda, he got beaten by like Spike in like 30 seconds or something, and then suddenly he's having like a half hour match with RVD, who was the champion at the time, yeah, yeah, so it's just, yeah, uh, speaking of week, next up we have a nice long match between RVD and Easy Money, <laughs> um. I think this is the first time. Easy Money's such a great worker. He's just caught in such a dead gimmick. So the gimmick's an interesting one because um, Joel Gertner makes reference to him being a stripper. Yeah. Um, or him being a stripper before this. And Joey Styles kind of, you know, discounts it almost like, you know, conspiracy theories and propaganda. And, and you know, untrue. And, and they get into this weird conversation about the legitimacy of this story. And it's kind of, of all the stuff going on, him being a stripper really isn't a surprising revelation. I see no evidence to suggest, I don't understand what the, what the, what the 
benefit to him to claim he was a stripper before being a wrestler would be. I'm not sure yeah. why you'd lie about that. But apparently, Joe um, Styles was worried that he'd been duped into thinking that he used to be a stripper. Yeah, so it happens. RVD wins. Not really a great surprise. No. And, uh, you know, the match was, was fine. Solid enough. It was good. It was a good match. It's just, like I said, it's a shame that he's, you know, he's, just, he's got a ceiling at the moment, it feels like. You know? Yeah. Um, C.W. Anderson, quick promo, basically saying he's going to be the first Anderson to bring home the heavyweight title. Fair enough. Uh, first yeah, time ever, Bulls Mahoney versus Tajiri. Um, I was really into this match, but then it kind of all went to shit and mental really quick. And my notes went from like Bulls Mahoney versus Tajiri to like nearly a book. So I'm going to try and read through this quickly. So the match basically ends in a no contest. Uh, decent couple of few minutes, and suddenly the FBI run down, followed by a returning Chili Willie again to make the save. Then Big Sal took the Bulls Mahoney chair shot. Uh, before Bulls and Chili Willy sort of unleash some new crazy, almost like sort of um, buff blockbuster into like a Mishinoku driver kind of crazy finisher thing. Yeah. Um, so then the Baldies run down for no reason, attack that. Bulls takes him out pretty quick. Then Bulls run outside, gets a table. Then Bulls runs inside, starts setting the table on fire. The Baldies end up reversing it and putting Bulls through a flaming table. Yep. And all we wanted was Bulls Miami versus Jerry. Which then sets up a Flaming Tables match at the pay per view. Yeah. Which is crazy again, because at least you could have had Sinister Minister laughing in the corner behind a Flaming Table or something. Um, so Bulls Mahoney has his eye covered after the, the shocking events last time. The same week. Staples. Really remember when. Where he got stapled in the eye. In the eye, yeah, too um, far. And then fought on for a few minutes, sold a chair shot, and then, you know, then the fact that he got stapled in his eye followed him. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like you, you know, I saw this and it was one of those kind of like, Paul's Mahoney versus Tajiri. Paul's Mahoney versus Tajiri. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's good, you know, Paul's Mahoney can go. This is going to be an interesting combination. Let's go. Um, and then just kind of descended into to ridiculousness. Um, there was a there was a shocking moment of of realization for me, as Joel Gertner pointed out that Balls Mahoney and Chili Willy, as a tag team, it makes it Balls and Willy, <laughs> which, which I I felt. So dumb for not seeing that this was where they were going. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Because for ages we've kind of gone, what a weird, what a weird pairing, what a weird combination. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 it. Um, Book you, baby. And yeah, you know, he looks like an idiot because he he goes to all these problems of setting up this flaming table, and then gets put through it himself. Yeah. Um... That happens before the main event match. Anderson comes out and basically says that he wanted Lynn, and Lynn said he'd be a fighting champion. So we're going to get three words. You, you did, um, 
you did miss out the fact that um, C.W. Anderson respects Jerry Lynn and respects the belt. Um, but although he respects the belt, respects Jerry Lynn, he thinks he's a pussy. <laughs> uh, uh, it takes to a freeway dance. Obviously, elimination rules. Anyone knows he's so, be freeway just, dance. Just to recap this, Carino beat C.W. Anderson to be number one contender contender in a match that means fuck all because they've both got a title shot at the same time. Yeah. Of which technically, spoilers, Carino gets eliminated first from. Yeah, basically I was going to say Carino gets um, so near to winning the belt, oh, so near to eliminating Jerry Lynn, which is where it's weird. Because you have all these near falls and you feel like ooh and ah in. But then Carino loses and you realise it's sort of elimination. So you kind of think, what's the point of all the near falls? Like, really? They, they kind of lose their power a bit because you kind of think, oh, he's so close. You think, well, no, he wasn't. He was just close to eliminating one person. Uh, Joe Gertner on commentary the whole time was trying to get over past freeway dances for the title. It was a bit boring and repetitive. He kept getting cut off. He kept trying again. He just kept grinding it. And you think, I don't care, like... Yeah, I mean, it just you're not going, you're not going anywhere rather than you're not going anywhere of these stories. So, um, but yeah, Lynn ended up retaining decent enough match, just um, keeping Karina hot. He shouldn't have lost first, but I guess he had no choice. Um, Dorian and Roe kill, we get a bunch of promos now. Dorian and Roe kill do a little promo where it ends up rhyming with chickens and they were dead proud of themselves. Yeah. Um, in probably what I think is one of the biggest disaster of a promo ever in ECW, uh, Jerry Lynn said that he will remain champion until someone beats him. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he's an honest I mean... man. <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, this whole kind of like, oh, you know, WDW is so scripted with their promos now. They should let people just talk. The problem with letting some people just talk is sometimes people say dumb shit. Like, it's not a knock on Jerry Lynn. Love Jerry Lynn. Fantastic worker. But someone should have flagged this and gone, Jerry, I know what you're trying to say and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but it's just... I mean, technically, yes, Jerry, that's how it works. <laughs> But you just can't. You can't but, you just say and you've again, worked too hard and someone's going to have to kill you to get it off you. This is a recorded show. Yeah. It, what's it wrong be. with saying, let's go again? It, what's wrong with the story and basically being like, you know, I've had blood, sweat and tears, injuries for 12 years to get hold of this belt. Someone's going to have to damn near kill me to get it off me. Same you've sort of thing. what I've done to get this belt. Imagine what someone's gonna have to do to me to get it off me. Yeah, not just like I'm the champion until I lose it. Yeah. Uh, just and then, incredible. really, gosh, it'll be great for someone else, and I wish them the best because and I respect them. Respecting everyone's just incredible jumps in since the promotion basically evolves around him, which is fair. Um, Cyrus then has a brief talk about the network, and um, RVD, and then Rhino sort of jumps in, and um. I thought this was a fucking great promo from Rhino. I can't quote any of it because I was just sort of engrossed with it, but he basically just said about RVD hasn't showed him shit. 
And um, he calls himself the whole fucking show where he's not fucking anything. And he just sort of absolutely went off on him. Yeah. Uh, my only issue with it is, is does RVD give a fuck? Well, this is it. We've, I mean, seen, we've seen nothing from RVD that suggests he's bothered about how actually he can get a TV title back. Bothered by the fact that he lost. Bothered by the fact that, you know, Fonzie got laid out. Uh, you know, does RBD give a fuck to any of this? Because he was on TV and he didn't seem to give a fuck. Yeah. No, he's not wrong. And again, not we've wrong. got the heel chasing the, the face, the champion chasing the challenger. Yeah, I mean... Doesn't take away from the fact that it was a very good fight. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was. Like I said, it just doesn't mean because it's, it's like, yeah. Like Rhino's beaten him multiple times, but Rhino's still chasing him to beat him. I was like, yeah. but you've beaten him. It should be 100% the other way. But, um, yes, that brings us to the end of that. Uh, out of all the shows, I guess, what was what was the match of the week for you, Jay? I, whilst it frustrated me for various reasons, the calibre of Karina Anderson and Jerry Lynn was just incredible. I really thought, as I settled in to watch Mahoney versus Tajiri, that that could be a a a, a sneaking tier. outsider. Yeah. You know, suddenly turns out to be brilliant kind of thing. I um, thought about all the spots. I thought about going for the chair shot, green mist. Everything was going to happen, but it, it sort of started to do bits. But yeah, there's still time, I guess. Maybe we'll see. But uh, yeah, so my match of the week is um, uh, Jerry Lynn being respected by Steve Carino and C.W. Anderson in a match where, again, they reference the fact that Jerry Lynn won't die. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, get involved in the conversation at underscore Sports Arena Instagram and Twitter. That's where we're talking all things extreme. And probably retweeting some of the content for it as well. Little cool promos from people. And we like even things like um, Extreme Still Going. So if you've got like a Dream of Buddy Ray segment for the Impact, we'll probably get involved with that and stuff like that. So we like it all. Um, going for a bit of thing on Instagram at the moment. We're checking out um, people's custom ECW figures. So we're going through and finding some of the decent ones and sharing them. Probably going to put them in a folder and stuff because there's some great ones out there that people have done over time so we always like checking out all things extreme and make sure the old um, revolution is going strong and I guess that's it that's all I've got to say on the matter it is and we'll be back next week to look at the next two weeks as we crunch down towards uh, November to remember yeah. November to remember whose name I always forgot um, but uh, yeah I think it's going to be awesome and until then, just like RBD himself, that was the whole fucking joke.